0: what's up guys this is the we believe golden state warriors basketball podcast a sports ethos presentation sam orlick here your host getting ready to talk all things golden state warriors today we've got a few things i want to get into um but before that we are one month less than a month away actually from the start of the nba regular season we've got preseason games just around the corner we've got training camp starting in just a few days the dog days of the nba are finally coming to the end you've got this period of time every season which is both nice but then at the same time when you're in the middle of it um quite dull actually where september and august um there's just not a lot going on in the nba you've got the draft Um, That goes on at the end of July, free agency as well, but very quickly after the initial shuffle of draft picks, free agency, trading, so on and so forth, everything just kind of comes to a halt, Um, and especially for us covering teams, there becomes very little things for us to dive into. Um, So, you know, in some respects, it's nice you get to take a break, focus on other hobbies, but it... but. You know, for the true diehard Hoopers and fans out there, it becomes challenging because there very quickly becomes not a lot of news to cover or talk about. So, um, that's not the case today. We've got some recent interviews: Bob Myers and Steve Kerr talking with the Athletic, going over a lot of different things that I want to get into. Some interesting notes about um, the cap, the rookies, the Kevin Durant trade rumors, James Wiseman you know, a lot of stuff that we've been talking about, and I'm sure the listeners are well plugged into, but, you know, training camp starts on Saturday, the Warriors are flying to Japan next week to play the Washington Wizards on the 30th and October 1st, and then we get back, um, you've got the Jordan Poole free agency looming, restricted free agency, Um, there's a lot of stuff going on for the Warriors, there's a lot of stuff to get into, so, Let's just jump right into it. Starting with Bob Myers, this is a really interesting interview. Um, A lot of interesting things that Bob Myers gets into. I really enjoy and appreciate listening to Myers talk. You can tell he's um, got a really great sense in mind to him. He's very intentional with what he's saying. Uh, He doesn't really beat around the bush, he's a direct guy. I really like and appreciate that. You can tell he's a great basketball mind as well, which makes sense. You know, He is in a position of building the team, this Golden State Warriors team, executing trades or not, making draft picks, so on and so forth, building out the rest of the uh, coaching staff. And you can really give him a lot of credit or blame depending on how you look at the Warriors' successes and failures over the last eight years. Um, From my view, I'd say mostly success. And I think I'd give Bob Myers, a significant amount of credit there, obviously. Drafting a guy with the name of Stephen Curry, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, and others certainly helps. So Bob Myers, you know, one thing he talked about that I think is is not looked at enough when you talk about being an executive in the front office and what it means to win a championship, the turnover time between playing, making it to the finals, winning the championship, having the parade... And then the draft is right around the corner. Um, so that's one thing that Myers talked about. You know, they had the the San Francisco parade on a Monday. The draft was the following Thursday, just three days later. And then free agency was that following Monday. And you've got two or three days of craziness within free agency. And then everything just stops. There's not a whole lot going on. Um, so that was really cool to listen to his perspective on that. Um, I didn't really consider that uh you don't really have a lot of time to appreciate what you just did and what you just accomplished before you need to start figuring out well who are we going to draft and are we going to run it back and and what are the pieces we're going to keep and who do we want to trade for and what are we going to do in free agency and what's the team going to look like in the preseason and who's healthy and available just so many questions and it quickly becomes hard to just take a moment to relax and breathe and say wow you know, we won this championship. Um, We certainly thought we had a good team, but we didn't necessarily peg ourselves as favorites. And yet here we are, you know, accomplishing the fourth championship with this team, this core five or six guys. Um, really take a minute to appreciate what, what has been done here before needing to, to prepare for running it back. Um, yeah, next thing you talked about, Kevin Durant trade rumors. I mean, this has really been talked about agnosium, but uh one thing that he did talk about is Steph Curry making a comment about how KD and Curry had a great relationship, love playing together? Um, that trio of of Clay, Draymond, and Steph—they want to win, and they're going to chase wins. And regardless of the pieces that you need to give up, you know, adding Kevin Durant to the mix does give you an opportunity to win. And so, um, you know, it's hard to know what is true or isn't true with regards to trade offers and what was on the table or not um which Myers refused to kind of comment on but um just that that you've got these three guys Steph Clay and Draymond they want to win they want to do everything they can to win put themselves in the best position to win at the highest level and so KD falls into that conversation because he has to give you some of that now That doesn't take away from what I've talked about on this pod previously, which is give me Andrew Wiggins over Kevin Durant. Um, You know, we're not comparing what the pieces would be because we don't know what the offer was or wasn't. Um, Just that these guys want to win, and they want to do everything they can to continue to win at the highest level. Bob Myers, he had this nice quote on, grade us on what we did do, not what we don't do. So, you know, as, as... journalists and the media and everything, we spin up all these hypotheticals of, well, what about this, or what about that, or this could happen in this world or reality, and let's just focus on what actually does happen and evaluate that instead of saying, well, rumor was there was this potential deal, but that was turned down, and you know, we're not in the inner circle, we're not a part of those conversations, it's hard for us to really know what happened. The cap, right? This is probably the most important thing for the Warriors, the cap. The Warriors are deep into the luxury tax, one of, if not the most, expensive team in the NBA. This has a large implication for the t- for the Dubs. They want to keep everyone. Obviously, they can't. Um, simple, you know, simple enough. You know, as much as the Warriors franchise has grown and, and been profitable as a business and all of that. Um, You know, Lacob said that there is simply a limit to how much he's willing to spend. And if you were to just look at re-signing everyone, um, well, we already did see it, right? We lost Gary Payton the second, and we lost Otto Porter, two key free agent acquisitions the previous season, key guys in the Warriors championship run, um, to money, really, right? Warriors offered those guys uh, reasonable contracts, and they both opted to get slightly more lucrative deals from other teams. The Warriors weren't willing to match those deals. Period. So money is an issue, um, and it will continue to be. Jordan Poole is currently getting paid in the range the neighborhood of four million a year. You know he's probably going to command something more in the range of twenty to twenty five million a year. You've got Draymond Green making in the range of of twenty five million a year. Who wants an ex? Who wants a a four-year extension, you know, around the same rate. You've got Andrew Wiggins, who's making about $30 million a year, who's arguably, based on his performance in the playoffs and finals, earned a raise to that, you'd think, being an all-star starter. And sure, he had a little bit of ups and downs in the regular season, but when you talk about two-way players and impact and playing winning basketball at the highest level, I mean, it's hard to find five or 10 other guys that are more deserving than Andrew Wiggins for that type of accolade. So it's just not simply palatable when you're this deep into the luxury tax and repeater tax, and basically every dollar that the Warriors spend, they have to pay another $7 in tax. So um, you can quickly see how this spirals out of control. But anyways, Bob Myers said, in this interview, that Lacob has never told him this is the number. Um, they want to retain Jordan Poole, Draymond Green, and Andrew Wiggins for as long as possible. Um, without those guys, we don't win a championship last season. I think that's pretty obvious. Uh, it's too early to say what will or won't happen now, but the goal is to keep them. But then again, there are financial components. So a little bit, a little bit tricky wording there. Um, and the next thing he kind of goes on to see is, um, everything changes week to week, month to month, year to year, you know, so you have to continue to adapt and evaluate. And it's hard to see how things will unfold now in September, um, when you get to October or the next season or the next one for some of these guys in their contracts. Also an interesting thing that he had to say, because Myers, uh previous you know his previous job and role he represented players he was on the other side of this um it depends what a player wants some players they just want to play it out and wait and see and get the bigger payday other players they don't want a contract looming over their head during the regular season they just want to get it done um so that is certainly something interesting to kind of think about that i don't think we as fans or analysts really consider is what do the players want and what are the players motivations are do they want to get paid do they want the biggest payday possible um and so on so that was really interesting to read into that um and hear what he had to say um on the rookies patrick baldwin jr and ryan rawlings they're both expected to be healthy and ready to go for training camp which starts uh this saturday uh patrick baldwin jr has been playing pickup for a few weeks um Rollins, you know, he could be the third guard that the Warriors are looking for, the third point guard, it but he's gotta prove it. Um there's a reason why the Warriors paid money to move up with their second round pick from um, 51 to 44 via the Atlanta Hawks, and there's a reason why they drafted and paid up to get him. So it certainly sounds like he has opportunity to crack the rotation at times, you know, if if Steph's gonna sit, if if Poole's gonna sit, then Rawlings would kind of be that next man up. Obviously, if Iguodala decides to come back or not, that also plays into that. Iguodala has been known to play a little bit of backup point guard at times. Um, Transitioning into discussions about the roster, you know, they're not really looking to do much else. So you've got this last roster spot that they're really saving for Andre Iguodala, who we still don't know if he will play or not, although. We did get a little bit of an update that Iguodala has been working with the Warriors training staff, trying to evaluate his body and make the decision as to if he's comfortable or not to give it another go for the season. Um, The Warriors would love to have him back, and um, I would love for him to come back. He is a very key component Uh, he's one of those old savvy vets that has the respect around the league, including of Stefan Draymond. He's one of the few guys that could get in the ear of Stefan Draymond and really get them to listen. So, um, I think it would be a huge loss to the Warriors for Iguodala to not come back, but ultimately it's his decision and the Warriors understand and respect that and they want Iguodala to do what's best for him. Um, last thing here in this interview, James Wiseman. Uh, since summer league, Wiseman keeps getting better and better. He keeps working on the little things. The pool Wiseman combo in the second unit is something to look for, and uh, you know he's got a real shot to get some real minutes in that in that second unit. So this was a really nice interview with Myers. Um, then we've got Steve Kerr. Uh, Steve Kerr, this interview was yesterday, September twenty-first. So a little bit more current uh the bob myers interview was on september 15th so steve kerr talking about the rotations um you know this year is unique in the sense that you've got you're basically your top six core guys steph clay draymond Poole, wiggins looney and then after that it's kind of anyone's guess as far as what the roles and rotations and playing time are going to be it's wide open um Dante Vincenzo and Jamichael Green the free agency additions in um during the summer should both be able to contribute with kind of that veteran experience I think DiVincenzo has a great shot um at making a real impact but you've got all of these young guys right obviously Moses Moody Jonathan Kaminga James Wiseman and then Ryan Rawlings Patrick Baldwin Jr you've got the two-way deals um uh, quiñones and, and, um, and Weatherspoon. So there's, there's a lot of opportunity here. There's a lot of minutes that are open. Um, you know, that Steve Kerr likes to play the matchups. He likes to ride the hot hand as we saw with Damian Lee and, and Toscano Anderson in the last few years. Sometimes, you know, one guy's playing really well in camp and practice, and he's going to get some more opportunities. And then a few months later, it kind of seesaws and somebody else is, is more deserving of, of playing time and opportunity. So I think this season's going to be a lot of fun to watch because there's simply going to be a lot of new faces, a lot of youth, a lot of development, but also um, a lot of cohesion as well um, and a lot of exciting play. I think that the offense is going to be a lot more explosive. Um, and so I think this is going to be great. It's going to be it's gonna be a great season. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch and um, a lot of different guys to watch for, that's for sure. Um, this was really interesting. Steve Kerr addressed the Jonathan Kaminga report by Stephen A. Smith. Uh, for the listeners who weren't aware, there was a Stephen A. Smith report that Jonathan Kaminga was, you know, missing his opportunity with the Warriors and not doing everything he could do to be to be the best player he could be and and grumblings of uh, discontentness or um, a bad attitude. Uh, And Steve Kerr and Bob Myers said, you know, that report just made no sense. They have no idea where it came from. He's been great and he's done everything that we asked for. So, you know, who knows, right, how this information gets leaked. It wouldn't be the first time that, um, you know, a a mainstream journalist has kind of come out and just made some comments that simply aren't true just to kind of stir stir the media and get followers and clicks and clickbait and all of that. So, um, you know, I'm going to go off of the eye test. What I saw in Summer League was an expanded role by Jonathan Kaminga, working on a lot of different things. He was becoming a volume shooter. He was taking it to the rim a lot. He had the ball in his hands a lot. And he was in kind of this high usage role where he was inefficient and things like that. But you saw him trying to work on all these things. So I think that as fans, it's tough for us to really judge and evaluate somebody while they're in the offseason putting in work. We will know this season if he did really put in the work or not based on his performance and play. We have a snapshot of Jonathan Kaminga in his rookie season, the ups and downs. He had a really nice stretch of 20 games where he was one of the more consistent players off the bench for the Warriors and we'll see if he's able to build on that or not. Um, and that's what we should use to evaluate Kaminga and his growth and development and not grumblings of Kaminga you know, having a bad attitude or not doing everything that he's supposed to do during the summer or so on and so forth. So um, that was great to hear Steve Kerr kind of talk up Kaminga and um, you know, get, come to his defense that you know, he is doing a good job and he's doing the things that are important. Um another thing that I want to touch on in this Steve Kerr interview is um coaching changes. Obviously Warriors lost Mike Brown to the Sacramento Kings, so Kenny Atkinson will move to the lead assistant coach and will take over the defense. Um you know, and Steve Kerr said that you know, not losing Kenny Atkinson was huge. Atkinson being, you know, a previous head coach of the Brooklyn Nets has a lot of experience and veteran um, adds a veteran presence to the coaching staff. So um, it's really great that that the Warriors were able to retain him. Um, and just, just like the roster, that sometimes you need new blood and new energy and a little bit of a shakeup is a good thing, same thing for the coaching staff. Um, getting in some new faces and some new blood can really help keep things fresh and interesting. This is something that Steve Kerr cited um, before the previous season that you know, everything, you know, the perspective had kind of been single lane, single-minded. Everyone was kind of a yes man. There wasn't really enough uh, differing of opinions on the coaching staff to lead to more creative um, sets or opportunities, uh, so on and so forth. Um, Iguodala, Steve Kerr, of course, was asked about Iguodala. Kind of already addressed this earlier with Bob Myers. Iguodala has been with the training staff the last few weeks. He's he's assessing his body and where he's at uh Kerr really really hoping he returns we have a way better chance to repeat winning the title if Andre comes back he has a chance to make an impact on the floor and he's got a veteran presence um last thing in this Steve Kerr interview which I didn't really realize and consider Steve Kerr actually worked for um son's owner Sarver um so the question for Steve Kerr was his reaction to the news about Sarver looking to sell the team and obviously the NBA ruling suspending him for a year um because of the racist comments and remarks that he was reportedly um that he reportedly made. So it was an interesting comment from Steve Kerr, you know, Steve said he worked he worked with the Suns for 3 years. Uh he was interviewed um about, you know, during the the investigation and um, you know Kerr said that it's a really sensitive subject and sensitive situation but from Kerr's perspective he did not see the racism that had been called out and mentioned Um, but everyone has their own perspective and lens these days and it's not an easy thing to do and evaluate especially given the climate and culture of 20 of 2022. Um, there's all kinds of speculation and judgment on everyone these days. So that was kind of interesting hearing that from Steve Kerr, who had been, um, you know, a coworker, colleague, um, subordinate of Sarver, and uh, getting to hear what he says. You know, I always kind of respect Steve Kerr um, for having these um, objective opinions. He's he's uh, very outspoken when it comes to injustices around the world. Um, so that was interesting to hear his take on that. So just to kind of clear things up here, um, round out this podcast with some latest news, Um, Bob Meyer said the Warriors will meet with Jordan Poole's representation to discuss a possible contract negotiation after the Tokyo trip. So early October will be the first set of substantial negotiations between the Warriors and Jordan Poole. This is good news. You know, hopefully the Warriors can work something out. I think Jordan Poole is a huge piece of this franchise moving forward for now and for the future. Um, It would be really sad to see Jordan Poole move on. Something the Warriors have been lacking for a long time has been a third scoring guard who can come off the bench or play alongside Steph Curry. And Jordan Poole checks all the boxes um, at age 22 with a wealth of potential to grow into a two-way player um steve kerr on the rotation entering the season the warriors have secured a starting five and jordan Poole as a high usage bench player or fill-in starter as the top six everything else past that is wide open so that doesn't mean that moody's locked in that kaminga's locked in that wiseman's locked in you know you've got steph clay wiggins draymond looney that's the starting five and then you've got jordan Poole. and after that it's anyone's game it could be DiVincenzo, it could be ryan rawlings it could be baldwin jr it could be jermichael green it could be moody it could be kaminga um, these guys are going to need to prove themselves and a little bit of healthy competition is a great way to bring out the best in everyone um on james Wiseman, he's healthy he's played in a ton of pickup games Um, He's got a lot of confidence in his knee now, and now he needs to find his role within the team. Um, The Warriors expect everyone healthy and ready for the first practice on Saturday, which will be the 24th in two days from uh, when we're recording this. There's no restrictions on Ryan Rawlings or Patrick Baldwin Jr. These are the recent rookies who were drafted um, this past summer. And this is going to be the first full training camp for James Wiseman in year three. Um, So that's it really that's the news that we got here uh like i said preseason kicks off in a week warriors fly to japan they've got three practices between now and then the the young guys are going to get a ton of run there's a lot to evaluate here you've got a six-man rotation and you've got 14 on the roster with a question mark with a couple two-way deals and a lot of camp invites you got mac mcclung um Lester quiñones Weatherspoon just so many guys a lot of opportunity who knows where they're going to go uh which way you know who's going to win the camp battles who's going to get the invites is, Agwe, is Andre Iguodala going to resign a lot of questions a lot of different pieces um, we're basically saying we've got a roster of six we've got three or four young guys in their second or third year depending on what you count James Wiseman you've got two rookies and then you've got a lot of unknowns and two vets. So this is going to be a really interesting season. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I think it's going to be a lot of question marks. Um, because, and I think it's unique. Typically as a championship team trying to run it back, you typically have the same group as you did before. So this is an interesting case where the Warriors have lost some some key guys. Uh, Damian Lee, Gary Payton II, Otto Porter Jr., Nemanja Bielica, Um, GP2. So you basically lost four or five of your vets, and now you got a lot of young guys who potentially should have a lot to offer. I mean, you've got Jonathan Kaminga, the seventh pick, you've got James Wiseman, the second pick, you've got Moses Moody, the 14th pick. Um. So I'm really excited for this season. We've got less than a month to go for uh opening night. So before we conclude this podcast, for all my listeners out here, and we got to get into some fantasy hoops. Do you remember who told you about Tyrese Halliburton, DeJounte Murray, Terry Rozier, and Mikhail Bridges before anyone else? That's right, it was the Brewski 150, sports Ethos's own Aaron Brewski. So, You probably turned those huge wins into some cash, didn't you? Great. Well, this is the year the Brewski 150 is on sale for a limited time and Ethos 360 subscribers can get access in less than a week. Head to sportsethos.com now and click on the premium tab to grab a membership or draft guide today. And yes, to answer your most important question, the Brewski 150 is included in both options. Check back every day for more features and go dominate your fantasy leagues again with sports ethos. Once again, this has been a We Believe Golden State Warriors basketball podcast, sports ethos presentation. If you haven't already, please give me a follow over on Twitter. That's at S-D-O-R-L-I-K. Subscribe, rate, and review the show. Catch some preseason Warriors action next weekend. Look out for more news as Summer League gets kicked off. Let's go Dubs, and we'll catch you on the next one.